0: So today we're going to move into another part. Now, last week, I told you our salvation was in the blood of Christ. Now, I want to follow up on that because uh, this, is, this distinction that I'm going to give you today, uh, I've been really working on this distinction for quite a while. But until you can get to see how to write divide about the word, all the other stuff that I've been trying to tell you won't, won't work for you. That's why so many people are not able to get their salvation, because they're trying to use the wrong method. method. They're trying to use the gospel of the kingdom, and when I say this, I'm saying this because I did this for so long. You know, when I talked about last week how I beat my head and trying to make scriptures work, they don't work because they are not under your dispensation. Uh, but today we're gonna re- really dig in. I want to really dig into that today. All right, uh, let's go to that today. We're gonna look at it uh, for my for my teaching today. Uh, how to, how to obtain? Now, I dealt with salvation by the blood. Let's go back to <coughs> excuse me. Let's go back to Romans chapter three, verse twenty four and twenty five. Showing you salvation by the blood. That's not my teaching today. That was last week. Now, today we are part, believe it or not, 21. Uh, my God. It's good to me. See, this is why I don't have to worry about finishing. I can just go on. Praise the Lord. All right. So let's go to something I want to show you today. Let's go... To what I gave you last week, the book of Romans, Uh, let's go there, Romans chapter number 3, and we want to look at verse 23 and 24, now Romans 3, 23 and 24, Paul was talking about our salvation uh, and how we got to something, I'm going to give you two things this morning and then we're going to show you the difference, I'm going to make it as plain as I can simply make it today. Uh, Romans chapter three verse twenty four is on the screen. It says, "Being justified freely by his grace." Now, when I when when God used the term "justified freely by his grace," I'm gonna stand up a moment. Being justified freely by his grace. Now, Paul's talking about the cross. Everybody, everybody understand that? Uh, being justified, justified. What is the word justified? You were made righteous, didn't he use the word freely, by his grace. Or he could have just said, by his cross, right? Or by his death, being resurrection. Everybody understand what the grace is all about? That's why the Bible said grace and truth did what? Came by Jesus Christ. So that's what you understand. Christ brought us back into the grace of God. So grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. All right. So being justified freely by his grace. That's why I want to start off at. Uh, then he told you what you have. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation, then he told you how you were saved and where your faith at through faith in his blood. That's why I gave you last week showing you they had faith in his name. Okay, now I'm gonna show you the, show you that. Uh, last week I start showing you, and I couldn't finish it, it was a lot. Uh, their salvation is faith in His name. That's why we gave it in Acts chapter 3, verse 16, Acts 4, 12. That was last week. Uh, there's none of the salvation, right? But in verse 25 here, it says, Whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness. Now, why faith in his blood? To declare his righteousness. Remember, Not your righteousness. To declare his righteousness. And he told you how we got his righteousness for the remission of sin. So his righteousness is for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Now let's go back to Acts 3.16, Acts 4.12, and then we're going to give you our study for today. Acts 3.16 and 4.12. We're going to do that quickly so we can get to going. Acts chapter 3 and verse 16, just one verse in Acts 4, 12, one verse. Acts three sixteen, we know a lame man had been healed at the gate called beautiful. Acts three sixteen, and in his name, remember they said, Silver and gold have we none, but such as I have, give I thee. Well, what did he have? He had the name of the Lord Jesus. That was given to the apostle uh, Paul, um, I'm sorry. Also, Peter, James, and John, and his name through faith in his name made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which we which is by him, the faith which is by him has given this man perfect soundness in the presence of you all. All right. So he had faith in the name. Do everybody get that? Now let's go to Acts four twelve. Just one verse. Then we're going to dig into our subject. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12. And then we're going to dig into our subject. When you get this, say amen. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12. Acts 4 and 12. Are you there? Now in Acts 4 and 12 says, neither is there salvation in any other. There's none other, he- none other name, there's the word name again, under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now, that word save is the same word as salvation. So, what I want to do today, I want to go to 2 Timothy 2, 7-10. This is where I'm going to get my subject today. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. No, you know what? I'm not going to use 2 Timothy. I'm going to go to Titus. Titus chapter 3, verse 3 through 7. Let me use that one. I'm going to go back and read Timothy, but I'm going to use Titus chapter 3, verse 3 through 7. Because it say in that verse, he saved us. All right. Titus chapter three, verse three through seven. Are we there yet? All right. Verse three says, for we ourselves also, this is a condition that Paul was in. We were, they were foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers lusts, pleasures, living in malice, envy, hating, hating one another. That's what he was. But. After that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, towards men appeared. Now, what he's talking about, the cross. He referring you back to the cross. That's the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward men appeared. Talking about Christ's death, and resurrection. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. He, he Back to the cross. That's where his mercy was displayed at. But according to his mercy, he did what? He saved us. Come on, everybody. He did what? He saved us. So when I say, when the Bible says he saved us, then you can't come over here and get saved. Because he already what? He did that 2,000 years ago. So my job is not trying to save you or get you saved. My job is to tell you how you got saved. If you know how you got saved, then you, it takes all the work out and one word you need to do today. Yeah, I know, but that's not just to believe. What is it? You need to receive your salvation. See, what did Israel have to do when they got into the promised land? Remember, they, they got in there. They went on in there. What? But they didn't have their salvation yet. So what did they have to do? One word, I gave you the word already, receive. Come on, say what? Receive. They had to receive. This is the hardest thing for people to do is receive their salvation. So that you don't have to do nothing. You need to receive your salvation. If you do anything, it's not grace anymore. See, the work was done on the cross. That's grace. My job is to tell you what God already did. Your job is just receive it. And the way you do that is to hear it and believe. Now you need to write that down. because that's what you, See, I'm giving you everything you need right here. You need to do two words. What is it? Hear it and believe it. That's all you need to do. So I'm going to talk to you today a very simple. I'm going to make it as simple as God made it simple to me. How to obtain God's salvation today. If you die and go to hell after that, it ain't my fault. How to obtain God's salvation today. Now, I gave you a list of what salvation is. And I told you that our salvation is in the word. So I'm going to give you both of them. Last week I gave you what our salvation is. Anybody remember some of those words? We're going to write them down again. You got them again. We're going to write them down. The word salvation means to save, isn't it? It's the same word as deliverance. So all of that has happened. God has already saved you. He has already delivered you. That's already happened. But what did he save you from? Sin? Death? Danger? Sick wife that sickness? Destruction? To protect condemnation, judgment? He gave you us eternal life already. He born us again. We receive the Holy Spirit. All those things, if I missed some, somebody can just shout out one Have I missed it? Prosperity. All of these things mean God save you. He, he. If you can't get that, he brought us back into the grace of God. He saved us. He brought us back into the grace of God. Now, if you not back into the grace of God, it's your fault. God has done everything for you. My job is to tell you, your job is to do one word, I'm sorry, two words, really hear and believe, or hear and receive, right? All right. So say that one more time. Our salvation. salvation. I'm sorry, how to obtain God's salvation today. Right, so that is, that is my purpose. That's what I want to do today. I want to be able to show you how to obtain. That word obtain is very simple. If you're going to obtain something. Number one word obtain is what? You just need to receive it, right? It is so simple. If you're going to obtain something, you need to receive your salvation. That's your job. You need to just acquire it. You need to just get it. If you can't, all simple, just hear and believe it. I'm gonna give it to you today. So if you leave out of here not saved, it's not my fault. I keep saying that. All right, now let me give you two ways how to obtain God's salvation today. The Bible teaches two different ways, but we know only one for us today. So let's give you the first one today. Here we go. Romans 10, 8 through 13. I'm going to give you this one now. And between now and today I want to be able to have given you all of both. Sounds real simple, but you would be you be surprised how many folk go to church every Sunday and never say. And I found out they are believing the wrong message. This message, Romans 10, 8 through, if you keep it notes, 8 through 13 is the message about faith. Paul preached the message about faith to the Hebrews because they was to hold fast their confession of faith until Christ returned. That's not your gospel. I'm going to take my time today. Romans chapter 10. Let's go to verse number 8 in the King James first. And then I'm going to read it out of the NLT. Are you ready? Romans chapter 10, verse number 8. But what says it? The word is neither even in thy mouth and in thy, in thy heart. The word is in. The word is already there. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. And it's called the word of faith, Paul says to the, to the Hebrews, which we preach. And he told them what to do. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, what's the difference in that, what I just said, and your salvation? I'm going to tell you, there is no blood there. Your salvation was by the what? That's why, that's why I told you to write these things down. Your salvation was by the blood. And that's why Hebrews 9.22 said, Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. See, they were saved by calling on the name of the Lord. Here it says, if they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart, God has raised Jesus from the dead. do not say nothing about death and the burial. Just say, raising him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. And that's what they taught when Acts chapter number 2 and 3 and 4 and 5, they just taught Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. We saw him. For with the heart man believe on the righteousness. Now this is the key verse. Verse 10. With the heart, man believeth on the righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made. The key word is unto. Now, if I get here to explain to you right now, I'm going to stand a little while. If if if, uh, if I if I talk about unto salvation, I can say it like this. Well, you go out of uh, Sanford Street uh, to the railroad track. Unto the railroad track. So unto give you directions. How many understand that word? Right. If I say go out Sanford Street unto the railroad track, take a right. All I did was give you direction. So he's telling you how to get to salvation. Unto tells you directions. I'm going to show it to you here. I'm going to show it to you with your salvation. This is why it's not yours. Listen to what it says. Verse ten is your key verse. For with the heart man believeth on the righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He telling you how you get to salvation. You got to confess to get your salvation. And then in verse 11, he says, For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord is rich over all them that what? Call upon him. I'm going to give you a clue. Nowhere in the new covenant God told you to call him. That's not your covenant. Your covenant is not calling the name of the Lord. That's not your covenant. And verse 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, what happened when you don't know the name of the Lord? See, they knew the name of the Lord because it was given to them. All right. Now let's show you your salvation. I'm going to go here and I'm going to take you to. So you're going to leave yourself a gap. If you keep a notes. you got a whole page. I'm going to give you two things. So that means you ought to go to the middle of the page and get put down what I'm giving you now. Right. All right, Romans 1, 15 through 17. I gave, you, I gave you Romans 10. Let's go back to Romans 1. The key verse was verse 10. Confession is made unto salvation. He told you how to get there. Let's go to Romans chapter number 1 and verse 15. Tell me when you heard what I need you to hear. Romans 1.15, so much as in me is, Paul says, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. Oh, I'm there already? <laughs> for I'm the power of God, I, for, for the gospel of Christ is the power of God under salvation. So what did he just tell you? He told you where, the the railroad track told you where he he gave you directions, right? He told you how to get to what? He's giving you a direction to your salvation. Go down, go out here to Sanford, go down to the railroad track, take a right, and you'll be on uh, South Boulevard, not yet. South Boulevard. Everybody understand that? Alright, so you got to get on South Boulevard then you go to the next street, take a left, you're on Wolverine. All right. All right. So he gave you direction to salvation. See, I understand. Amen. I'm making this as simple as, as I can. I can't make it no simple. You can't get this today. You come in after, come in. Just give me your name. Let me pray for you this week, and I'll give you a call through the week. All right. All right. So Romans chapter 1, verse number 16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto God salvation for how many people everybody everyone they believe whether they Jew or agree so the only way that people today can be saved is Romans 1 15 16 17 they can't go back to call the name of the Lord that covenant is over watch this how many know why people still take communion today Let me tell you why. They do not believe the Lord has come. So anybody who do not believe the Lord has come should take communion or should take Passover. Keep, keep taking the Passover because you don't believe the Lord has come. See, if you read that real good, Jesus said, take, eat, this is my body. This do remembers of me as often as you eat this bread and drink my cup. You do show the Lord's death. You read the rest of it till he comes. So they was to take, do the Passover till he come. So if you don't believe he has come yet, you keep doing the Passover. Write down a verse, don't let me forget it before I close the day. That's Matthew 8, 17. All right, now we just showed you Romans, okay? We showed you Romans 1 16, unto on, on salvage. Told you how to get to the salvage. Then he told you in verse 17 therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, and it is written to just shall live by faith. So once the gospel of Christ is preached, then faith is revealed. Say that with me. When the gospel of Christ is preached, Christ is preached. faith is revealed. So he told you how you got your faith. You can't get your faith if you don't preach the gospel of Christ. He just said in verse number 17, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. The righteousness of God you have is revealed. From faith to faith, it is written to just you live by faith. So if you don't preach the gospel of Christ, people can't get the faith. You understand what I mean that? All right. Now, with that in mind, Let's now show you how all this works. Let's go back to 2 Timothy 7. 2 Timothy 2, 7 through 10. I'm gonna be moving pretty rapidly. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 7. See if you see me sitting down like this, that means I'm getting ready to fill your cup. Running over. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. It says, consider what I say. Now, what does it mean to consider? Think carefully before you make a decision. He's talking to Timothy. Look, Timothy, you got to think carefully what I say. See, you're not going to understand God's word if you don't it. You got to take your time and meditate upon it. Think carefully, Timothy, what I say. And the Lord give the understanding of all things. So if you would think carefully, God's purpose is to give you what? Understanding. That's where you want to get to. You don't just read something, and if you don't understand what you're reading, you don't get the understanding. So that's why I said think carefully. Don't just read through what I'm saying. Then they're going to tell him something to remember. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even under bond, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, now all he got through saying was to bring him to the word, therefore, if you'll do all this I ask you to do, I, therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, talking about Israel, that they may obtain salvation. So Paul was going through what he was going through. So number one, Israel could obtain salvation. See, the, the, the Gentiles, remember he's writing to Timothy now. And when you get over to Timothy, in, in the book of Timothy, you over in AD 66. See, the Gentile has already accepted their salvation. Now he's telling Timothy what he went through, was going through, was so the Jews could obtain their salvation. The Gentiles have already received, their, the Gentile salvation is the word. The Jews' salvation is the person Jesus Christ. Both is called salvation. Both is the image of God. Write down Second Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. Paul said, therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may obtain the salvation Watch this, which is in Christ Jesus. Now that gives us a good clue. Where is your salvation? In Christ. Come on, everybody. Where's your salvation? Where's Christ? See, what, see how that goes? Now, that's a good time to tell you what salvation is. You just told me salvation is in Christ and Christ in you. So where is prosperity? In Christ in me. You got to say both, in Christ in me. All right, now where is healing? God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, Right? So everything I need is in Christ, and Christ is where? In me. Now here's the point. When you pray, and if you don't pray thanking him for the blood of Christ, if you switch over to the name Jesus, you are trying to get it. When I get through, you're going to see this. People, when you pray in the name of Jesus, if you think you got it when you say it in the name of Jesus. Now, you ought to be witnesses because you know yourself. That's when you believe you got it. And if you don't say it in the name of Jesus, you don't think you got it. I'm talking to people who pray. You don't pray, you don't know what I'm talking about. When I prayed all these years, before I finished my prayer, I would say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm thinking I'm getting some attention now. And when I finished my prayers, I finished my prayers in the name of Jesus. So I believe that that, that got it done, you know what I mean? That's why it didn't get done. I'm not saying if you say the name of Jesus, don't get done. This is what I'm saying. If your faith is in the name of Jesus that got it done, how many can hear what I'm saying? Right. Believe me, we all have to come to a place. We've said the name of Jesus all our life because we thought that's what's getting it done. But we have to understand that it's already been done. That's why I read to you from... The salvation in Titus 2.11, the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared, past tenth, has appeared to all men, teaching us to d- d- deny ungodliness and word lust. So everything has already come. Grace and truth came That's already came. That's a done deal. Came by Jesus' Christ. So when Christ came and died on the cross, he came to bring us salvation. But he gave it to us in grace and truth. So he gave us to us on the cross and he gave us to us in the word. Do everybody understand that grace and truth mean? Said it with me. Grace Grace. is his work on the cross. Truth is his New Testament gospel. Right, of the gospel of Christ, right? Right. So that's how we got it. That's why I gave you three things. I gave you Acts thirteen twenty-six, Acts thirteen forty-six, and Acts twenty-eight twenty-eight. When do you up when did you obtain your salvation? Let's go back to Second Timothy. 10 again. When did you obtain your salvation? Wait a minute, because only you know. See, everybody's individual. If you notice the scripture I gave you, it says in 2 Timothy 2.10, Wherefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus. So if the salvation is in Christ Jesus, you the only one know when you obtain your salvation. You don't want to know when Christ came in you. they everybody to hear that that's why salvation is individual. That's why you got to make sure that the Holy Spirit lives in you. That's why I read you that verse. Salvation is in Christ. Christ is in you. So everything God has for you, healing, deliverance, is all in Christ, the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit, everything that God has for you, even eternal life, even the Holy Spirit himself is all in Christ. So you got to know what you have that's why he said, in one place, my wife ministered on this some, some time ago, and don't go bother that. Don't go back there and bother that. Work out your own salvation. If you're going to work out your own salvation, your salvation got to be in Christ. Once again, don't go bother that. See, you ever tell people, don't, like God put the tree in the garden with Adam and said, now don't go bother that. You know. Uh, child. Oh, here we go. So I gave you two ways to be saved. I gave you Romans 10 and 10. Confession is made on the salvation. Let's show you that Romans 10 and 10 and the NLT. Romans 10 and 10. Then I'm going to go to Romans one fifteen. Romans one i I'm sorry. Romans 10 and 10. He told you how to be made righteous, which I told you that's not how you're righteous. He told you how to get your salvation, and I told you that's not you too. That's what we used to believe. So let's read Romans 10 and 10 out of NLT. Now we got some fresh order NLT in the storehouse and people didn't get theirs yet. Alright, here we go. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. Now, how many can hear that? Now, watch this. If you don't know how you were made right with God, then you don't know if that's right or not. Now, it's an awesome thing to get a chance to go to church all your life and die and go to hell. Never stutter the tape Never, God even put on podcast today free. You got a phone, just sit up and just all day long. Or you could do like my brother back there, brother Clark O'Neill and sister Yolanda here with us today. And he come, every time they come, he gets the stick, he called it. And on the stick, you got enough message for how long, Brother. You hear that? On the stick. That means that Brother Charlie can put you on their messages until you tell him I don't need no more now. And all you got to do is just plug it in, let it go. Or you can turn to your podcast and listen to the service or even watch it free. So you don't have no excuse today. All right. So here it is, Romans chapter 10 and verse number 10 out of the NLT. Watch what it says. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. How many can listen to that and know that's not you? See, if you knew you, if you know you, you know that's not you. I'm going to give you one more time. I'm not going to give you all your life. All right. You got done somewhere down the line. You got to know what's yours and not yours. This is what. This is why Eve got in trouble in the garden. She didn't know her salvation. God told her her salvation and said, Look, your salvation is a tree of life. Now don't go eat the other thing. Don't go eat the tree of neither good and evil. If you do, you're going to die. You got the wrong salvation, you're going to die. Do you understand how important this is? If you don't have eternal life, you're going to die and go to hell, sir, ma'am. This is not a game. And you have a chance, your soul will live in hell for eternity. God still remains just. He died and paid for your salvation on the cross. And all he asked you to do is get it, receive it, acquire it, obtain it. This is the same thing happened with Israel. My wife and I, we were sitting... Uh, and we were watching uh, Noah. My wife came in and says, come in and watch Noah with me. Now, first thing I want to say is, I already seen Noah. Because that's what I do. But I hadn't seen this one. I said, okay, I'll watch that. She know me. She got some good Bible on. I'm going to watch them. I came in there and I sat down and I watched Noah. Now, I understand it's not the old Noah that they way back there they showed. It was a, a, a new Noah that they showed, but it was good. But this young man, they, they had adopted a, uh, Noah's wife. They had raised a boy, and he was like 17 years old. And he got up big enough to go, he wanted to go into town. See, they live out away from town, in, out you know, in like the country. And so that's why he was able to build it ox. Now, this was all what they were showing, okay? I'm not, this isn't, don't write me no letters. So, what happened was, this boy grew up with Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives. So, he got to a place where he wanted his own wife. And he happened to go into town and he saw this girl. And make a long story short, that he finally got down until the, 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 the Lord appeared to Noah and told him to build her up. And, and he had to go back and tell his wife and his family, his wife just like, honey, it had never rained. You want to build an ark? Everybody walked away from him. He ended up building an ark, start building an ark by itself. And he was just like, if nobody helped me, I'm building that ark because God told me and I know it. And he got so until he had Started in frame. He, I mean, he was going on. They looked out there one day. He kept on dragging a log. Had, dragging a log physically. Dragging a log with the horses. Dra- till he was putting that thing together. And they was like. His wife looked out there. She couldn't take it no more. So she got up one day and went out there. And started helping. Brought her hammer. And then the children. Who already said no. I'm not, I'm not helping you. We built our own house. We didn't got time to build no ark. So they was trying to build their house. And they got. One at a time. One at a time. Said I, I can't take it no more. Because he's not going to stop. Going to kill himself. Wife got sick. Then they had to find out. My mama ain't going to die here. Trying to help you build no ark. We just going to have to come help you. One at a time. One at a time. And, and make a long story short. They all start helping him. And lo and behold. They finished the ark. And then Noah didn't realize that he had to wait. And that's what people don't understand. They read the story of Noah, he had to wait seven days. And before the rain would come. After the ark was finished, seven days. That's what people don't understand. All this will tell you about Christ. See, Christ said the same thing. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. After that, the famine, the rain, the storms came. But it was not immediately. Now if you study Christ, the same thing if you take Joseph. You'll see seven years of famine, seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. See, I wanted to show you all of that. Then if you take Isaiah. Not Isaiah, I'm sorry. Elijah. Which I'm going to touch on today because I started last week. And you have to understand Elijah. Elijah, Elisha. So you have to see. If, if Elijah was John the Baptist, Elijah was Jesus. So everything you'll be able to see. And you know how long, how long it was. The famine. Because the Bible told you. So we're going to look at all of that. How long Jesus' ministry was. Three and a half years. What's the, what happened in, in the days of Elijah? He shut up heaven. See, if everything is there, all the books the prophets are witnessing. They had a famine in the day of Christ. As a matter of fact, 400 years from Malachi to Matthew, there had not been no word from the Lord. And it was prophesied in Amos chapter 8 verse 11. But it would not be a famine of bread, it would be a famine of hearing the word of the Lord. So that's why when, when, Christ, when John the Baptist came, the Bible said, and the word of the Lord came to John saying, because John now will be the prophet, as Elijah was. And we know what happened in the days of Elijah. They shut up heaven, there was no rain. So every one of these books that you see connects, that's how Paul was able to get the new covenant. All right. So here it is in Romans 10 and 10. It's by believing in your heart. Let's go back to work. Romans 10 and 10. It's by believing in your heart at the N-E-L-T, that you are made right with God. How do, I, how do you know to know? Because I told you to write in your Bible, Romans 4.25. See, I know what I gave you. I gave you Romans 4:25. It says in Romans chapter 4, verse 25 what God did to his own son. But he was raised for our justification. Romans 4.25. Well, if Christ was raised for our justification, you can't get your justification by confession. See, that's how you're supposed to know what he's saying ain't to you. Well, that Romans 4.25 you put on the screen, you can put it back, I'll read it. It says... He was delivered for our offenses That I means he went to the cross, died on the cross for our offense. But he was raised again for our justification. What is the word justification? To be made righteous or be made right with God. So he was made right with God. We were made right with God when God raised him from the dead. But if you know that, then you know second, uh, Romans chapter 10, and verse 10, go back to Romans 10 and 10 again. Matter of fact, can you do the NLT, Romans 4.25? Because I want to make sure that my audience uh, watching us on Facebook and podcasts and other door other faith channels. He was handed over. To die because of our sins, but he was raised to life to make us right with God. That's why I say, you need to write stuff down. You got a Bible, keep your records in your Bible. So if you ever read that verse again, you can get another Bible. We got a whole storehouse. But he was raised again to make us right with God. How many saw that now? All right, now not many, but go to Romans 10, 10 and 10 again. I know y'all steady. Got your books in your hand, but every now and then I have to give you, give you a break. Romans ten and ten. It's by believing. It's by believing. Can you give me a give me one one on your side? To the praises come back. Are you there? I know who turned up. Heat down the praises. One particular. For it's by believing. Are you in Romans 10 in NLT? You see it? How many see it? It is by believing in your heart that you are right with God. Now can you see that and see what I just gave you in Romans 4.25? That they cannot be the same thing. Now, if you're going to believe in your heart that you made right with God, then you don't need God to make you right with God, right? See, if God made you right with God when He raised you from the dead, or your confession did it. Now, come on, you got to know, tell me which one you believe. Let me move on. I ain't getting nowhere in here. Let's keep on going. And it's by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. It is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. How many can see that? How many? I to somebody. It is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Do you see that? That's all I want to know. All right, I'm not trying to get you to do nothing. I just want to know, do you see what I'm saying? By confessing with your mouth, you are saved. Now, my point is this. How was you saved? Put on, a, put on the cross. Put on a, Ephesians chapter two, verse four. Let's go back to again. If I can, if I can just see, I, I don't. If the people out here watching me, I pray to God that they are saved. But if the people sitting right here don't get saved, I'm in trouble. Now I'm gonna have to make a choice: do I preach to the people in here, or do I preach to the people out there? Because I have to grow. Amen? So I need you to help me, especially when I ask you a question. Amen? All right. Now, let me ask you a question. Were you saved at the cross, or were you saved by your confession? Yes. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Now they're awake, Lord. All right. All right, now that's what you got to understand. So that's how we got the word call in the name of the Lord. Because Romans 10, 13 said, whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. But we know that can't be you. And that's right. Now, let's go to Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. This is nothing new. All right, this is going to take me to my message. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. Told you how to get there. Then I got these two things out there I'm going to. Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 13. In whom also you trusted, after you heard the word of truth. The word of truth is the gospel of your salvation. Whom also after you believed, you will seal with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchase possession, unto the praise of his glory. So he told you there that you heard, you believed, and you trusted. I know you see trusted first, but he's telling you in whom also you trusted. But when did you trust after you heard and believed? How many can see that? When did you trust? After you heard and you believe. So once you heard the gospel. You believe the gospel. You Now you're sure what? Trust the gospel for your salvation. Now your salvation is bought and paid for. I told you we're going to go to Matthew eight seventeen. 17. It's the first thing I gave you, right? We're going to do that out of the NLT. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. Because I want to show you. What do you mean? I was about to to teach this today. I can teach things, but when the Holy Spirit showed me that I don't need to do that, first thing I think that the people I'm pastoring is not ready to receive it. And I want to be wrong. So, Matthew chapter 8. I'm going to start reading. I'm going to read verse 17 out of the NLT. Matthew 8, 17. Jesus had just cast out that with verse 16. So I'm going to start reading verse 16 out the NLT. Matthew 8, 16 out of NLT. It says, that evening many demons possessed people. That evening many demons possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirit with a simple command. And he healed, he cast out the devil, but he also did what? Heal all the sick. You want to underline that word in your Bible. He healed all the sick. The next part of that verse 17 that this fulfilled, he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. So what was Jesus doing in his ministry? He was fulfilling the scripture. Now, that's what I want to teach you today. I'm not going to be able to do it. Maybe hopefully next week, just pray for me. Uh, But he did that because... That was He fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. See, through all of Jesus' ministry, he is fulfilling the prophets and the Psalms and the law. That is his whole ministry. He's not trying to do anything. He said, again, I say to you, that means it's already been spoken. All right. Why did he do that? What did Isaiah say? Well, let's go back to Isaiah 53 in action. He took our sicknesses. Where if, if he fulfilled the scripture, he took our sicknesses, and he removed our diseases, then if he fulfilled that already, let's go back to Isaiah 53 and see. How many see what's going on here? So if I can just understand, Isaiah was prophesied. When Jesus came, Jesus fulfilled it. Isaiah chapter 53. So that's why when you get into Isaiah 54, the first word says, sing. Rejoice. Because of what you just heard in Isaiah. I can take my seat again. Okay? Isaiah chapter number 53. Let's start reading verse 1. I'm sorry. Begin to King James again. Isaiah 53 and 1. out the King James. Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Well, who was the arm of the Lord revealed? You don't know your gospel. Paul preached the revelation of the mystery. Well, who was the arm of the Lord revealed? us. God did not reveal His Son to the Jews, He was, they was manifested to them. He was revealed to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm not going there, and that's verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, if you start reading verse 9, verse 9 says, the thing that God has showed, showed eyes couldn't see, ear could not hear, neither had entered into the heart of man. The thing God has prepared for them that love him. But God, that's verse 10, right? But God has revealed unto us. I ask you, who did God reveal it to? Us. All right, here we go. So in Isaiah chapter 53. Who has believed our report to whom is of the Lord revealed? Us, got it? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of the dry ground, he has no form nor commonness. And when we saw, when we see him, see, they saw him physically. There is no beauty that they should desire him. Now that's when he on the cross. And then verse 3 says, he is despised, rejected a man, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. We hear that it, who our faces from him. He was despise and we esteem him not. Surely, there we go. Now this was already fulfilled when Jesus came. He healed all the sick. And all their diseases. He was despised rejected a man. He's a man of sorrow. We acquainted with grief. We hid as if we wore our faces from him. He was despised. We esteem him not. Surely he has borne our griefs. He carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He not done. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was on him, and with his stripe, we are healed. Now, I want to read that verse 4 and verse 5 out of the NLT. And we're done for the day. Boy, this time is. My God, my God. Isaiah chapter 53. We're going to read that same thing out of the NLT. Isaiah 53 and verse 4 and 5. Is this good or what? See, Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, told you that it was fulfilled. Matthew, I'm sorry, Isaiah 53 and verse number 4. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. Somebody say, He already carried my weaknesses. Yeah, he's already done that. It was our weaknesses he carried, it was our sorrow. That weighed him down. And we thought his trouble was a punishment from God. A punishment for his own sin. But he was pierced. For our rebellion. He was crushed. For our sins. He was beaten. So we could be whole. He was whipped. So we could be healed. Everything happened on the cross is what God done for us. The message is Christ. Death, burial, and resurrection. Everything he went through, he went through for us. Matthew 8:17, one more time. Out the NLT and we're done. Oh, this is so good to me. See, our salvation is already bought and paid for. We just got to know what happened. Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 says, This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our diseases, and He removed our sicknesses. Get up on your feet. I think we ought to give him the biggest hand clap of praise. He already did it. Your salvation has been already bought and paid for. He already took our sicknesses, He already took our diseases, He took our pains, He took our griefs, He took our sorrows. That's all we can do is give him the praise. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is why the Bible says that you are, are saved already. Ephesians told us that. By grace, you are already saved. Through faith, not of yourself, it's the gift of God. Not of works, of any man should boast, you're already saved. This is what it means to be saved. God looks at us as you are healed. So I got to receive my healing. I have to look at the word and say, Father, your word says through the prophet Isaiah. And you came here and died on the cross. So I receive my healing. I receive my peace that passes all understanding. Now all of this is in you. You don't have to go nowhere else. get. You can't get it if it ain't already in you unless somebody who got it lay their hands on you. Let me say it again. You can't get it if it's not in you unless somebody who got it lay their hands on you. But you don't want to live a life Somebody else's salvation. Get your own salvation. How many know what I just said? You get your own salvation. You'll have your own. you have your own. Oh my God. See, I'm back to Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah chapter 12 told you, you have your own salvation in you. And with joy, you draw waters out of the river of salvation. God put it right inside of you. Healing is in you. Why do I have to help you get water out your own well? you got to learn how to draw your own water. First Corinthians 15. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received where you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory of what i preached to you unless you have believed in vain i deliver to you first of all that which i also received how christ died for our sins or according to the scripture he was buried and that god and he and god raised him from from the dead again the third day he was seen of cephas then of the 12 after that he was seen of above 500 brothers at once of which the greater part of you have fallen asleep after that he was seen of james and then all the 12 brothers 11 brothers, and last of all, he was seen on me, Paul said, who was born out of due time. Christ has risen from the dead, but he was—he died, he buried, and then God raised him from the dead. All that happened so he could pay, not just for our sins, but for everything we lost. He recovered all. Somebody say that with me. He recovered all. Everything that was lost and stolen, he recovered all. So receive your salvation. My time is already gone. I thank you for your time. And the door of faith is open unto you.